thanks for listening and supporting this podcast. I'm Camille Diaz, and if you are sick and tired of setting goals and not achieving them, jump on over to my website, go.optimized.zone. Enroll in my online course, Driven, and gain access to the exact formula I've used to accomplish my goals, like write a book, increase revenue, lose 30 pounds, and record over 100 episodes of this podcast. Start experiencing the joy and satisfaction that comes with achieving your goals. That's go.optimized.zone. Welcome. This is Money Heart, where we explore the emotional side of money. I'm Camille Diaz, and today we're discussing economics controls process. My guest is Dr. Joshua Fisher, president of Progressus, a quality management consulting company. Dr. Fisher has served extensively in roles with higher, within higher education, ranging from faculty to just under 10,000 students, director of distance education, regional and state dean, vice president of academic affairs, and college president. He now serves as leader to several companies, including Interlearn, a higher education consulting company for online programs, Interlearn Institute, a direct-to-student online institution, and Progressus, a quality management consulting company. Joshua's PhD program through Oklahoma State University was in applied behavioral studies, educational psychology, with emphasis in curriculum, adult distance education, gifted and talented education, and research. His master's in educational administration is through Oral Roberts University. He also has a bachelor's in pastoral care, theology, from Oral Roberts University. For leisure activities, Dr. Fisher stays active. He enjoys lifting weights, running, golf, basketball, reading, paintball, movies, and playing the drums. Most importantly, Dr. Fisher is a family man with a beautiful wife, two daughters, and a boy. Josh, welcome to Money Heart. Thanks so much for having me today, Camille. Yeah, very glad that you're here. Uh, when you say economics controls process, you're getting into the idea of quality management. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. It's a, a field that most people kind of take for granted and don't think too deeply about. Um, oftentimes they think they have quality or, of course, I'm doing a good job. But when they stop to really analyze, there's some things that they kind of are missing in their practice. Oh, okay. So let's kind of go with what do you mean by economics and then what kind of things are they often missing? Sure. So, you know, when we talk about economics for the, for an average person, it's the things, the goods and the services that get produced, they buy the things that they're working on purchasing over time, that sort of thing. And uh, it's our system of commerce that is, is involved. You know, economics comes from the Greek and I'm going to probably butcher this, but oikonomia, oikonomia, um, and it's management or administration of your household, the stewardship of your resources, mm -hmm. those principles that are prescribed and control the usage of the things that we have. Cool. Okay. I, and I like that the usage of your resources, because it really is, how am I going to use what I have right. to accomplish what I want? Exactly right. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so how does that usually relate to our, I guess, spending decisions? Well, I mean, if you aren't thinking a little bit about your money, probably things are really out of kilter, right? <laughs> so every time we 
have a, a paycheck or we get some cash to spend, if we don't account for it well, things suddenly disappear. Our, our, there's no money left if we don't, if we don't, if we go to the store, if you remember the scene from Dumb and Dumber, they had the, the, the guys that they only went and bought the essentials. And he comes back with one of those huge cowboy hats and a foam finger. And I mean, the essentials. they only bought the essentials, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yes. that piece of it is, is very important to remember that we, we take care to think about what is our money being used for? Right, right. So figuring out, well, I guess in their situation, those were the essentials. Right. So is it, is it really trying to figure out a process for determining what your essentials are and then what the next thing is? That's, that's certainly part of it. it you're, you're wanting to focus on what is it that you want to accomplish and make sure that uh, the resources that you have are enough to do what you want to accomplish. Um, as you set your expectations appropriately, you can be much happier when you, when you get the right outcomes or the outcomes you expect. Um, if you expect a million dollar end goal, but you have a $10 end uh, budget, it's going to be, you're gonna be very disappointed with the outcome, right? Right, yes, yeah. So, so um, where do you see people go kind of sideways on this the most often? Well, you know, it's, it's a big piece to, to stop and consider. Um, when it's hard to count the cost of something that you don't want to count the cost on, um, it's just easier to just ignore it. And when they don't stop and count that cost, that's where that disappointment really comes in. Um, sure, there are times when you have more than you need um, to accomplish it. If I, if I know that I need to mow the lawn today um, and I have all day to do it, that's plenty of time to get my, my lawn at least done. Yeah. Um, but if you only have 30 minutes to mow the lawn, um, that's not going to do it for me at least. Um, right. So I have, to, I have to really make sure that when I'm heading into whatever I'm doing, that I just take the time to, to set aside what I, the assets that I need to accomplish that. Right. So that's a cool point in that the assets aren't necessarily money assets. That's right, yeah. Okay. It can be anything from uh, physical resources. It can be your time, certainly cash and other financial resources. But if whatever that it's going to take to get done, you have to set those aside or that whatever that is to accomplish it. Right, So because we, we all have a limited amount of energy each day and the limited right. amount of time each day. And yes. Yeah. Most of us have a limited amount of money per day, week, month, right. whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, was there ever a time that you didn't really follow this planning ahead concept? Yes. So, you know, uh, this was actually before I was involved in the quality management movement, but um, I once took a position as a, um, an, an IT trainer and I was training the Java programming language. Well, I, I was fairly technologically savvy. Um, and um, I understood the theoretical constructs of what's called an object-oriented analysis and design language. Um, however, I was not as up to speed on the Java programming language details. And I, my boss knew this, but what I failed to account for was how long it was really going to take me to really brush up. Um, so uh, I was supposed to train 
this group of, of students for this company. And I was spending 20 plus hours per day prepping. Um, and it, it sometimes felt like there wasn't, I wasn't burning the candle at both ends. There wasn't an end to the day in some cases, because you just, you just keep going because I was so under the gun to get it done. And I had not accounted for my time to really develop myself well enough to know the material well mm -hmm. and what I was going to need to really deliver the materials. Um, and so that ended fair. The first time I taught it, I, it ended fairly badly. They, they got into it and realized this guy is not ready. He's not going to be doing, I mean, they had, they had real programmers in there who were just mm -hmm. learning this language. They already knew other, other languages, but this, the Java programming language specifically was what I was supposed to be helping them learn. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't doing, doing a good job. So failure to, to really count the cost of my time to prepare the presentation, to prepare myself to know the material, all that stuff. That was where I really did not consider the economics of my situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, and it resulted in a, you know, a dud of a, a training session. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and I bet a lot of stress for you yeah. because, you know, one, you're spending all that time, like trying to get ready, but then also you're having a class that you're teaching that's not working. So yeah. I can't directly I'm guessing you don't it. love that. <laughs> right. Would. Yeah. I can't directly attribute it, but I, I don't have any hair anymore. So um, I, it could be that, <laughs> that took it out on my, on me for that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lost all your hair on that that's one right. class. Yeah. That's right. Darn it, Java. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, I like that you you mentioned our, our capacity to ignore things, because this is something that came up in a recent episode about how our brains are really good at ignoring stuff that we don't want to pay attention to. Right. And we're just like, eh, that, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't really care. Um, how do you have kind of tips or, or tricks on how to consider all areas of information and maybe have a better unbiased view at, at creating a process for what you want to do? Sure. So um, I will, I'll share a little bit. I'm going to hold up my notebook. If it, let's see, there yep, we go. There you go. So uh, I use just a plain old notebook, a journal type of a thing. You can get them at Walmart. You can get them in other stores. Right. Um, but I, every day, um, start out my day with, I have to do these things today. Okay. Um, just the to-do list. And I scratch it off when I get done and get that emotional rush from scratching something off. Yeah. I love um, crossing things off. Yeah, that's right. The checklist is wonderful. Um, I also back that up, have a weekly checklist that I'm, I've got these things to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Um, and when I really stop and go with my teams at large, we want to accomplish this. I have certainly I have people that do some of this on their own. For example, my instructional design team, I don't have to get into the weeds for them. We talk about, hey, we want to accomplish these things. Um, we have the project management system. We know the timelines that go along that. We, we took the time to develop that. Um, but I've got an exceptional leader in that area who is probably one of the best people I know at budgeting the time, both of, for herself and for the team. Mm. And so she has worked extensively in that area. So it's making sure that you have just the thought process. 
I know that today involves doing this. Mm-hmm. And so I can spend the time. I know I'm going to need half hour for this because I've done this before or gosh, I've not done this before. I need to do the research to figure out how much it's going to take to get it all done. Um, and, but just having a, a simple list and you, you know, whether it's written, I like handwritten. Um, there's some from a, a very legal, if I can get into the weeds on this, from a very sure. legal perspective, having a handwritten thing stands up in court better. Um, there are certainly some technological based systems that have that same um, legal legal protection, but they cost money, and you know mm. most people don't want to spend that kind of money. So, just having a simple handwritten notebook is something that you could keep. And I've I, I've got a a shelf back here that has all my old ones that I keep, and I can refer back to them if there was something in a conversation that I had that I want to use as my data point. Hey, I this will help me know how much time it's going to take me, or some costs that were written down or whatever it is, I can refer back to those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the a cool thing about writing, like I love to type stuff because I can hardly ever read what I wrote, you know, so <laughs> I have lists like you do, but my checklists are, are typed out, um, right. but then I print it and I write on that sheet. Yes. And, yeah. and there's a piece of your brain that activates when you're doing the writing part. That's mm-hmm. not the same as if you're just reading it off of a list or checking a box. Right. It, sure. it actually it works differently. So right. um, yeah, the writing, the writing is important, even if, even if deal. I can't read it later, it still yeah. makes a difference. Yeah. <laughs> I do have every so often, I've got these notebooks with one of my assistants who helps type them out so that it's easier to go back and search. Nice. Um, and she has those same difficulties reading my writing sometimes. Yeah. It's, <laughs> since I've started typing more, my writing's totally gotten worse. <laughs> it was bad before. It's really bad now. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. Yep. Um, so I guess what other productivity tips do you have? Because I think that's kind of kind of cool. And people like us that love to do systems and processes, we always have little tips on on how to make things easier. What else do you? Sure. Think? I mean, I'm I'm very big um, on using Outlook Calendar. Mm. Um, if it's not on the calendar, it probably didn't happen. Yep. Um, yep. So we use it, I mean, and I have it on my phone, I have it on my tablet, I have it on my computer. Um, And when you use that as a system of helping you schedule, um, not only can you go, hey, this time is is blocked out, I'm not going to take phone calls now, I'm not going to read emails, I'm just working on this, when you look at your calendar and, and are able to use that effectively that way that helps you budget your time Um, and you know I've gotten to the point now where I I really block off times like really unless it's an emergency I don't take meetings on Friday because I'm working on something or Mm -hmm. I'm checking out for the weekend sometimes too that that's a a very valuable piece of the process too is recognizing I need downtime Um, but the the calendar item in particular has been very very helpful for for all of us, our, our family has several businesses and, it, and we've got to have that as a coordinating piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do we, the same thing. Yeah, um, we, we plan out sometimes years in advance um, with the calendar to make sure it's on there. Right, right. Yeah, we have the exact same thing. Um, I think it's a great, that's a great tip that you shared of putting time on the calendar for all the things. Yeah. So like one of the big tips that I always share is when I, let's say I'm accepting a, a workshop or a speaking, speaking job, 
Um, I have to prepare for that. Right. Whether it's I'm creating new material or I'm just, you know, reviewing and, and rehearsing what I've talked about before because they've asked for a particular thing or whatever. That prep time goes on the calendar the same way. Absolutely. The activity goes on the calendar so that I have enough time for both. And I'm not spending 20 hours a day uh, right. like you fell into <laughs> trying, yeah. to, trying to prepare. So yeah, yeah, great, great tip. I use Google for my calendar, but it doesn't matter what calendar yeah. you use. Whatever calendar it is. Yeah. Even if it's handwritten. I mean, obviously the handwritten doesn't travel as well or share as well, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. something. My, my that fear is that I'll drop my handwritten one into a right. puddle or it'll get knocked into the tub or like something, something, yeah. I'll spill my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah, I yeah. hear you. Yeah, I it'll you. be a thing. So um, you've written a few books. Tell us about what books you've written. Yeah, so I, I started out with the, the concept. I, I was actually working on an, a different book and inspiration hit of, hey, I could develop a devotional type of a book for ministry leaders mm-hmm. um, that contains the quality management principles in our our. Um, our, our strand of, of quality management, we have eight quality management values. And so I wrote a devotional like within a week um, on these eight values and expressed how they could be used for a ministry leader, you know, to, to think through that. Because most of the time, ministry leaders are not thinking about the topic of quality management. So I made this very personal to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, so that, that we have the quality management devotional for ministry leaders. Then I also, um, because of my education background, I wrote a book called Eight Essential Values for Academic Leaders. And, and it's a kind of a checklist. It's similar, very similar to the devotional for, for ministry leaders, but very much focused on the academic side of things and things that, that academic leaders will have to deal with. And it gives them a checklist of, of things that they're going to have to work on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I love it. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And are your, your books are available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble right. all over the place. Yep. Okay. They're Amazon and Kindle and you can get the hard copy if you like it, or, you know, for some people are, I'm, I'm a, I'm pretty much a Kindle person at this point. Once the airline said you can have your phone on, you know, I was good. I, I made the switch. Right. Yeah. That did make it easy, didn't it? Yes, it did. <laughs> yes. And you don't have to have a backpack filled with books because especially right. someone in academics like you is probably a pretty quick reader. Um, I'm not. Really? Uh, yes, I'm a I'm a very slow reader. Um, fiction, I'm I'm faster. The story carries me faster. Uh-huh. But I am I'm a very very slow reader. I've always been. Are you so digesting it, all of the material? Like yeah, really, that's yeah. the piece. I, I I remember like in second grade, the teacher had a meeting with my mom and said, "Hey, your son is very slow reader. He's getting it." In fact, I remember the reading groups that you had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would be able to answer all the questions. In fact, most of the other group, members of the group couldn't answer it. I could answer all of it, but it just took me longer. There was, they were always waiting on me. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, that's, that's really interesting that you say that because I was also a slower reader. Very good at reading, understood yeah. everything, but it, I think I was doing that processing time. That's exactly it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was the same way with math, so yeah, you know, I'm always in this class for the kids who are gifted and really smart, but then right. I'm taking way longer than any of the other kids in there. Yes, because um, I just the facts master. Do you remember those? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where you they did a speed time on your one minute to do your mm-hmm. multiplication tables or whatever it is. Yep. Yeah, the bane of your existence, right? Yes. 
I, re- I remember only like two times where I finished the page within the time limit. Everyone's sitting there done and I'm going, you know. Yep. Yep. Every slow, time. Slow processing. Yes. Deep processing. That's what it is. Deep. That's right. It's deep processing. Yes, very much, very much. Um, and I, I'm very grateful for the opportunity to be able to have time to process things now. Yep. When you own your own business, you do your own calendar. That's right. You make your own schedule. If you need processing time, yep. take it. Yeah. That's right. That's right. What are you working on now? I know you're working on a new book. Yes. Uh, so I'm working on a book just for general business. So I've done the, the ministry, I've done the academics. Now it's, I'm working on a book that's more focused on, you know, anyone who has interest in improving their practice, improving their process. Um, and and I've, I've been working on this book considerably different than the other two. The other two have been more of a straightforward business type book or, you know, normal nonfiction book. This one I've written from a storyline. So it's a story of, of a guy who's, who's really struggling. And, and then a, a mentor kind of comes along and helps him with quality management values and helps him improve his process. So it'll still have some of the, the details about the topics, the, the eight quality management values, but it'll, it'll cover it from a, a more uh, reader-friendly perspective. It has that storyline, like a, a Patrick Lencioni uh, would, he, would write his books in some cases. Very cool. I love it. I look forward to it. I'm, I'm looking forward to finishing it up. It, it, it's, it's been fun to write. Has it? Yeah. It's yeah. A, just a different format, different style of doing it, and just lets the creativity come out a little bit. Yeah, I love it. Well, thank you so much, Josh. This has been really fun. Thanks so much for, your, for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you're very welcome. Um, he, Josh can be reached through the website for, for the Progressus company, um, and that website is progressused.com. Uh, His books, The Quality Management Devotional for Ministry Leaders and The Eight Essential Values for Academic Leaders are available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever you get your books. Um, And then the next one in the business field, when do you think it'll be out? I'm hoping to have it done by the end of the year. Love it. Okay, so by the end of of 2021. Yes. Um, Thank you as well to all of our listeners and viewers. I'm your host, Camille Diaz. This show is sponsored by Serenity Financial, a Five Rings financial agency specializing in financial education, living benefits, and guaranteed lifetime income. Be sure to follow Money Heart on social media at Money Heart Show and on our website, moneyheartshow.com. Our money mantra for today that Josh provided for us is remembering that economics controls process will help set your expectations right. Thanks so much. Thank you.